Scotty, why are you always running away from me? You know, I noticed on both weekends that you decided just to go on a long run. Is, is there something you're trying to tell me or is there someone else you're running towards? I don't know. I mean, how does it make you feel that I would rather run 13.1 miles than have dinner with you? <laughs> Terribly bad. It's, and it's not even just me. It's that my mom feels completely slighted. Oh, no, I, I saw your mum later. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, no, that really did not mean to sound that way. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> anyway. So, since we've uh, last spoken, you've been in London and Athens and Moscow. So, uh, tell, tell us I the know. tales. Well, I, I've been on the lamb, as I said. So, uh, my mom lives half the year in London, so I always stop over. And for the friends listening at home, that's one chance that I have to see uh, Scotty when I'm on the wrong side of the pond. Um, uh, Athens was great, as always. I hadn't been there in two years, and that was to spend time at Orange Grove, um, which is this incubator project that's a project of the, the Dutch embassy there. And uh, they had a, a, a 30 day kind of boot camp that they were running uh, that, where the, the companies were specialized in, in medical, uh, in the medical field. And what was interesting is it was, it was jointly sponsored by uh, essentially an insurance group called Enen Hellas. Um, and so, that, which is very good because they looked at it as we're seeing trends in, in, in delivery of healthcare and, and, and health technology. And uh, we would love to support some homegrown solutions for it because they know the market. And for them, it was kind of treated as a, as a let's see what you have. Let us kind of talk to you about the things that we need and let us, you know, you should talk with us to understand about the, the marketplace and, and how things work and, and we'll see how things go. Um, and what was found interesting about it is that the there were a group of uh, two Dutch women who were running the boot camp. They were, you know, uh, uh, experts in lean methodology. And their first thing there was to, to get people to clarify their thinking and message. So they everyone had to pitch on the very first day that they were there, which I found uh, refreshing and instructive. Um, it's hard to pitch, as, as you know. And a lot of people think, well, I'm a software engineer. Why should I pitch? So you know, it's all about clarifying your ideas and knowing what to say no to and, and giving the, the, your best ideas the best shot. And uh, they were really good at running it. And what I found surprising is that what I had see, thought was the very, very worst pitch, it, it, it was, all pitches were expected to suck, but this one, which I thought was particularly bad, uh, meant that there was lots of room for improvement in, in, in that particular person's skills and, and, and indeed everyone's. But the good news for him is that since he was willing to get up on stage and there were people, the executives there, they heard enough of saying, this is really interesting for something that we're, we're looking into, and indeed, let's talk. And so right after every the last person had gone, uh, within seconds, there was an executive who, who made a beeline to this fellow, and so it all worked out. So I, I was super proud to, to witness that. Um, I was very, very happy to see that the, the incubator itself was full of people because in addition to the specialized boot camp, they're getting ready to have a, a new class of, of, of startups. I was able to meet up with a, a bunch of companies that uh, I had mentored in the past, two of whom in particular I think are doing very, very well, and uh, one who's looking at, a, at an acquisition opportunity, uh, and another one that, that is uh, getting close to, to break even um, and really have a solid footing for her business. So uh, it just it made me very, very happy and, and very proud to, to be associated with Orange Grove. I think it's, it's a great program, um, some really great people there, and, and, and then, you know, who, Athens is just still a fun place to be, um, so I, I was very happy. Oh, and I got to, to catch up again with, with Olga 
and, and Gothos and some folks from the, the from Stone Soup. You remember Klaus that you know because uh, he he uh, you know was the co-founder of, of Stone Soup with Olga and and, uh, and and doubtless other people whose name I'm forgetting right now. But um, it was nice to see all these people. And then, are you still listening? Are you still interested, Scott? John, I'm sat here captivated. Okay, uh, I think you're lying, but thank you for for helping my ego. Uh, then I went to Moscow, uh, and that was it was. It was genuinely a trip. Uh, I was only there for, for 48 hours, um, but it was fascinating for me in lots of different reasons. One is that I've, I've always wanted to visit Moscow. Uh, you know, I was a, a, a student of political science in, 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 the, in the 80s, and so everything related to the kind of the, the dissolution of the Soviet Union and, you know, the, the, the opening of, of, a, of a former rather close society uh, – you know, starting in the in the late '80s, early '90s, it, the the relationships between the West and, the, and Russia have kind of gone up and down. They seem to be quite down right now for for lots of reasons. Um, but what remains uh, the same throughout it is that uh, I I think every Russian I've ever met, and I've I've met quite a number, um, are to a T exceptionally well educated, well cultured, curious, kind, smart as a, you know, just smart as a whip, funny. Um, and so it's always been nice to, to kind of meet people, especially when there's always been kind of, you know, how do I say this kind of, uh, you know, during the whole Cold War, you were kind of hammered if you live in the United States and, you know, the, the, the dirty communists are out to, to come and invade your downtown and goose step their way into over American values. And, and, and I'm sure that there was, you know, similar things propaganda wise for, for, for Americans um, coming to, to take away everybody's happiness in, in Russia or be the cause of unhappiness. So it's always nice when you have that situation to kind of have people-to-people exchanges. I think even all the more so now because of, of, of kind of the politics of, of, of Trump and Putin. Um, and so th- that was great. Then, th- you know, the, the fundamental reason I was going there was, p- was to give a talk at uh, a, a conference called NBLT Dev, which has been going on, I think, this was its fifth year, and it was a mobile de- developers conference with a, an Android track and an iOS track, and I think that they were pretty evenly suited. I think there were about 600 people who were at the conference. Uh, the conference itself was held in a really interesting place in that, as far as I can tell, it was the kind of a, a, a former, you know, kind of press briefing area. So the, the, if, And I, I think it might have been associated with TASS, the, the official state news agency. I could be wrong, but it, it was definitely kind of an official building kind of gray on the outside, but then on the inside, absolutely state-of-the-art presentation uh, hall, very comfortable seats, and everything was simultaneously interpreted. So um, the, the, about half the talks were in Russian, half in English. Um, the mixture of speakers, as far as I could tell, also kind of half Russian nationals, um, half foreign nationals. I was, they were, you know, three or four people from, from San Francisco. Uh, you know, there were two people from, from Uber, a uh, fellow from Instacart, a uh, uh, guy who, uh, a Polish fellow who uh, is the kind of lead developer at the New York Times, who has some super interesting stuff. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, so, you know, in, in terms of of the 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 quality of the conference and the speakers and the experience, absolutely as good as as you know any I've uh, otherwise attended. Um, and, uh, you know, except for NS conference, which was always remains in my heart, but, but my, my point is, is that it was a super high level. Um, and I, I gave what I think was a, was a, was a good talk. And I think it was very well received. It, I was the last one to speak. So I went on at, uh, at six o'clock 
Um, I was supposed to talk for 35 minutes and leave five minutes of questions. I think I talked for about 40 minutes, 43, and then spoke, you know, gave gave uh, direct Q&A for about five minutes. And afterward, there was kind of a scrum where there were a bunch of people waiting, um, which was nice. And, and I got to give nice have a nice chat with, with those people, um, all of whom were, were very happy to kind of ask ask questions directly related to my talk. My talk uh, was on on building world-friendly applications. So, you know, how do you build an application that looks and feels like it was built by by people in the country where you are? And how do you build an application that, that works well, a mobile application that works well in, in all range of, of network conditions, whether you have fantastic connectivity, no connectivity, fake connectivity, bad connectivity, you know, the, the realities of having a mobile app. So I, I went um, with some really interesting, fun examples. And uh, part of the fun in doing it is it's stuff that I work on every day. And it was nice to, to be able to, to have an example, for instance, in Korean. Um, and one of the women who, who gave a talk there, uh, Ellie Shin, who, you know, she, she's Korean and she works at, <laughs> at Uber. And I was able to, to kind of ask the audience, does anybody here speak Korean? Of course, her, her hand goes up and said, OK, well, not you. How about you, sir? Can you tell me what's wrong with this? Uh, and then similarly, some fun examples in Arabic. And I just, I really had fun giving the talk. Um, and as far as I know, you know, it definitely was recorded with, with high quality. And uh, I, I, I assume that what's going to happen is that the, 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 the talks will be made available for free to conference goers and, and sold at a reasonable price for people who didn't. Um, and who knows, maybe I'll give the same talk again, either at Netflix or, or somewhere else. But it, it was just a fantastic kind of conference experience. Then the the last thing to, to say, and I'm sorry for going on for so long, um, but the last thing to say is I had about uh, only four hours to, to be a tourist on Saturday morning, but I, I think I made the most of it. I, I uh, 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 went out with a, with a form of comments goer in the, in the morning um, uh, and, and took the subway, um, which was something I've always wanted to do. The, the Moscow metro is, is, is a marvel of, 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 of marble and, and, and chandeliers and beautiful lighting and the, the it's funny because it is an enormous tourist attraction, so much so that there were just like gaggles of, of Chinese tourists there who, who uh, were posing in front of all the various different statues and, and that were mostly made of brass. And you could see the shiny bits where people wanted to kind of uh, <laughs> rub a, a rub a, a, a chicken. <laughs> or So there was a shiny COQ. Um, so <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um and uh, then I went to, to, you know, walked around Red Square, got the obligatory pictures. And, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, across from Lenin's tomb is is this huge department store, which uh, it, it dates back to, it was like 1890-something, so it dates back to the Tsarist era. Um, and it was kind of always funny as, as a place where during the Soviet era, it was, you know, people were brought in there to say, look at the wide array of, of, of goods and, and, and delightful luxury items that we have. Our economy is working, but then you kind of later find out that it, you might have had a pile of beautiful oranges that was one layer deep. And behind it, there was kind of, you know, cardboard or something similar to how you'd have cardboard missiles paraded down through Red Square. Uh, but now it was, you know, serious, you know, kind of luxury. The the, the food hall, the the gastronome on the on the the bottom floor was, you know, the equivalent in in, in terms of luxury and quality as anything you'd find in Paris at, at Fauchon or similar places, and uh, you know, luxury luxury goods of all sorts. So there's definitely kind of uh, an oligarch class that is able to to have these goods, and I and I think also kind of you know some kind of additional kind of non-oligarch classes that are, are lucky enough to, to, to maybe work in, in software or something that, that, that might shop at these places. Um, so 
that was all great. And then I had to, to head back home to London, but it was, it was a wonderful time, wonderful people. And uh, I look forward to, to hopefully visiting again. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's sounds like the talk went well, which is really good. And I do hope you get to do it again. Cause it's when you do that much work into a talk, it's nice to just sort of hone yeah. it. And it's probably, you know, maybe not till about the third time that it really can often take real shape or, Sometimes mm-hmm. after the third time, it loses its life because it's become a bit of a routine. They, they, they can go either way there, but it's uh, that's good. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, we might get some videos. Glad you got to enjoy four hours in Moscow. That's like, you know, that's the, <laughs> that's, that's like, yeah, I'm not trying to stereotype Americans, but I did Moscow in four hours is like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, it's going, but, um, no, that, that's cool and traveling, but now it's back, back in the office and, uh, business as usual. Yes. Back to the grind, yeah, because there's a, a limited amount of time we have for, for shipping a bunch of new stuff before the quiet period because uh, Netflix is a, a valuable, is a pillar of, of social cohesion. Um, so, you know, kind of after a certain date, we don't touch anything unless it was an utter extreme emergency and we don't touch it in order to avoid meltdowns on on over the holidays when, when people really seem to need it to avoid their family. Oh, yeah, I guess, I mean, you must um, have peak viewing and maybe even peak signups across the sort of Thanksgiving through Christmas period. And I guess you just, you keep it so. nice, nice yeah. and nice and, uh, um, just, just don't touch it. So don't, don't break it is the, is probably the, your mantra. I'd imagine at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of code debt and clean up and, and other kind of special projects is what we work on, uh, during the kind of holiday quiet time. Uh, so talking to don't break it, I've, um, been, um, uh, I've, I've took the plunge and got a laptop. Um, so I've gone mm. for one of the, the new 15-inch MacBook Pros um, yeah, with the update that was the other day. It's um, yeah, it's a perfectly good machine. It seems fine. I've had it, only had it a couple of days. But just moving everything from one machine to another and getting it all going again is just you know, oh, it's such a horrendous job. Um, I mean, if you're just using Xcode and just doing a, you know, a straight Xcode project, it seems to all be fine. But you know, with some of this stuff I'm working on with all the different React Native stuff and Carthage and Rome and a whole bunch of stuff that if you don't quite get all the right versions in the right place, and of course I'm running it under Mojave now as well, so it's like it's, um, you know, I've spent a, uh, well over a day trying to get a, a project building again that was just running on another machine, and it's like I'm at the point of you know, throwing the new laptop out the window and going back to my iMac <laughs> at the moment, but it's... um. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a bit of a uh, yeah. You, you get your nice shiny new machine, and then you spend a couple of days depressed because nothing works anymore, or you've got to get it all set in, or you realise the bits that you can't remember passwords for that have been set up for months. <laughs> you can't find where you put the password because it's not in one password for some reason. But um, fortunately, not not too many of those. But it is going to be nice. I'm travelling a lot this month. So it's going to be nice to be able to just. Uh, have everything I'm working on on the one laptop as opposed to trying to keep one in sync with my, my iMac. So it's, uh, it's exciting. I am speaking at a conference next week myself. I'm going to Transylvania to, uh, oh, to wow. uh, just same as you. I'm, I think I'm flying in on a, on the Wednesday morning, um, to the conference. It's a two day conference and I'm flying out again on the, on the Friday morning at about 6 a.m. in order to get back for the weekend for something. So, um, but uh, I've been told Transylvania is an amazingly beautiful place, so maybe I will see some of it from the aeroplane window. 
<laughs> I have even less time Nothing than you, Brits. probably. All they, they 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 fly in and then they say, "Oh, I did Transylvania," you know, from the air. Eventually, say, so, "Yeah, I visited all these countries with Google Earth." Yeah, I think the goal is going to have to be uh, if I pro- I probably can get a couple of hours to myself and when I, is to go in make a very quick assessment. Is, is this somewhere I'd like to come back to? <laughs> is the uh, mm. is the point in there? So, so and then um, the oh. week after. Citizens of Transylvania, the the gauntlet has been there launched. Make make Scotty believe. So I'm expecting a fanfare and some trumpets and all that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, when I get there, yeah, nice big show of some form. Uh, because then the week after, I come to your side of the pond to uh, speak mm. at uh, Swift by Northwest. Um, so uh, I'll be uh, be in, in your, on your same time zone. So hopefully we'll get some recording done over these next couple of weeks, um, so that people can hear us talk about hopefully getting recording done. Which is what I'm sure uh, they tune in for. <laughs> well, uh, I should point out again that uh, Ellie Shin, the the speaker from from uh, Uber, she's speaking at that same conference about uh, reducing Swift binary size. Good. Well, I will make make sure I look it up. But uh, so yeah, so technically the last few weeks has been um, uh, uh, yeah, just pretty much trying to do the same stuff. We're still using Vapor, which is. Um, uh, Looking at uh, a choice we've made to use, and now trying to you, you know when you learn something and it and it seems okay, and then you have to start digging into it, and then you really find out we're sort of at that um, let's dig into it and realize how little we know about it, and is it going to work or not work phase right now. But um, uh, it's uh, it's I think it's going to be right. It's going to be okay, and um, it's definitely better than working with React Native. So what can I say? Do you think I've complained enough about React Native on this show now? Do you think I need to shut up about it? Uh, I, th- I think that you should be very careful about you know where you go and uh, and, and 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 make sure you keep people away from your kind of perimeter because you may find yourself you know victim of a, an ether soaked rag and getting pulled into a car and dumped in a river somewhere. If it means I don't have to work with React Native, <laughs> I'd rather be dead than. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't say I'd be dead if I got dumped in the river. You just said I'd be dumped in the river. <laughs> well, the assumption being wrapped up and given, you know, concrete loafers. Uh, so, um, just on an aside, it just um, along with the laptop, I bought a, a, a monitor because obviously I used to work on a 5K iMac, which has the screen in it. I don't want to work with a laptop screen all the time. Um, I did look at the LG 5K monitors, but. Yeah, they are so darn expensive and they are so ugly um, that I just didn't want to spend the money. So I actually ended up buying an LG 4K monitor, um, which still isn't a stunning looker, but it look, definitely looks better than uh, the other one. And I have to say, it, it looks pretty darn good, um, the, you know, the image. Mm. And I'm sure if I put it next to the 5K monitor, I would see a difference and think, oh, you know, the picture is better on the 5K, but not being next to the 5K monitor... Um, you know, the 27 inch 4K is a really, really nice, clear um, image. It was really nice with text um, uh, for, for, for coding, and it's a third of the price. So, if you are um, looking for monitors for to, to work with your MacBook Pro, I would um, uh, suggest taking a look at the 4K. I think it's something, something, something. Oh, it's a 27 something, something 850. It's got a UK 850 in it, but that's probably because it's the UK version. Um, but that's a 4K mm. monitor, and it's really nice. Um, but it does make me appreciate that the iMac, which I was working on, which was 
just coming up to four years old, had a 5K display in it, and it's been that long and how good that was and you know, just how great a job Apple did with that machine. And if you buy an iMac Pro today at however many thousands, that is still shipping with the same, roughly the same paneling. I think there was an update at some point in the life, but uh, you know, roughly the same paneling, which is pretty impressive, I have to say. Mm. Wow. So one more up. This is really going to be called the update show, isn't it? Because there's not much. Um, yeah. You know, you know, people are just. Uh, it's where me and you just catch up, and everyone else can fall asleep. I suggest. I suggest if you you know have one of those um, podcast apps where you can take different playlists, and you have the "I wish to fall asleep" playlist, and I don't really care if I hear it or not. <laughs> uh, this is definitely an episode to put into that playlist of the "I'm going to fall asleep" because you can uh, wake up at the end, and um, you wouldn't have missed anything really. <laughs> Oh, my God, so mean. I thought everybody was listening to both of us with rapt attention, but I guess no, not. I'm, I'm, sure that, I'm sure for your part they were they were incredibly attentive. Okay. So do you remember a few weeks ago, you, I mean, you mentioned it roughly in the question. A few weeks ago I said I was going to be running two half marathons for, for charity. Mm. They're done now, so yay, no more training to do that. So they, they, they went pretty well. So thank you to all those people who sponsored. Uh, I will put one more link in the show notes if anyone else fancies... Um, given a little bit of money towards the youth work in uh, Tetbury of East Bollockshire, as you say. <laughs> East Bollockshire's <laughs> finest youth work. Uh, uh, One day you're going to slip up. You're going to meet the, the mayor of, of, of Tetbury and say, your honor, how does it feel to reign over East Bollockshire? I meet the mayor of Tetbury pretty regularly, actually, and I have not once yet um, slipped and said East Bollockshire to her, so. <laughs> so, okay, uh, but uh, it would it would be would be amazing. The, the the amazing thing is there are an awful lot of people who think I genuinely live somewhere called East Bollockshire, <laughs> and that's all your fault. <laughs> no, it's all my all to my credit. Yeah, and, and if everyone's saying yeah, so I was looking on a map to try and find East Bollockshire, <laughs> and I couldn't find it. Where 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 is this place that of which you speak? <laughs> And and now people these people are getting ads for I don't even want to imagine it was like I desire bollocks. <laughs> yeah, the paper, the Airbnb stuff keeps popping up with you know, apartment in East Bollockshire. <laughs> anyway, anyway, just to get just to get for a couple of minutes to a subject before you, I know you have to run off uh, pretty quick. Um, Mojave, did you have you done the updates? I haven't yet. I think that I, I can't be bothered to upgrade to an operating system without, unless I'm just getting a new laptop, which I think I'm going to have to do soon. So there's nothing in it that uh, that says anything to you. I mean, I think it, I think it was the same with High Sierra. Lots of people didn't upgrade to High Sierra until Xcode ten uh, nine point was it three demanded High Sierra, um, mm. and then it was like, oh, now I've got to do it. It was fairly reluctant. Um, I guess some people, if they like dark mode. Um, I, I mean, I have got it running on my laptop dark mode. I, I do quite like it actually. It looks uh, it looks pretty good, but it then does blatantly stand out when a uh, an app doesn't support it. So mm. it's uh, so. I mean, it's just because it's you're frightened of installing it and things breaking, or and there's not enough gain from it. Uh, it just it didn't seem like there was such a a great benefit to to be worth the the however many hours of downtime, even if it's even if it's an hour or two. Or even less. I don't know. It just didn't seem compelling enough for me yet. Sorry, Apple. No, that, that's interesting because obviously, when you were developing Memory Miner, a, a Mac app, mm-hmm. which you'd, you'd probably even be running the beta, wouldn't you, in, in trying to make sure it works. Whereas oh, yeah. now, because you're an iOS developer, like you know, even you saying you know this this 
of, of Mac OS stuff. It's just, you know, it's, it's just a convenience underneath and I don't really care. Mac OS is a partially debugged Xcode driver. <laughs> uh, I think that will have to be the title of the show, won't it? <laughs> oh, no. I shouldn't say that. It's a reference to, you know, we're so damn old, people don't, may not know that, that that that's what Mark Andreessen said of Windows. They said that that basically with web apps, Microsoft Windows has, you know, has been reduced to a partially debugged device driver. Yeah, but um, it's but it is sort of sort of true. It's uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see when um, Marzipan comes through to is that like does that revitalize mac os because people now want to run all these apps on their laptop or people or do people just not care they just want to live in the mobile world i think it's i think it's that i think for the most part people at least from my from my part now it's like you know everything most of the things i i need to do unless it's involving lots of writing where i then i want a hardware keyboard i i'm i'm even on my phone yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, I, I guess I would have to say it's a, probably about equal time between laptop and 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 iOS, uh, but I think that's laptop because that's what I do for a living. If if I didn't do that, I don't necessarily know whether I'd be on a laptop that much. Yeah, I mean, because you know, um, I'm freelance, so I'm working on my own kit and whatever else, and we spend all day on the laptops. But equally, I learn all, all my you know, a whole bunch of personal stuff is on my laptop as well. So um, having mm-hmm. a way of accessing things I want to through my for my personal life on my laptop is really convenient to me. But, you know, I'm guessing for a lot of people, they're not going to want these type of things on their work laptops. I mean, I'd be interested to know how many, how many laptops get sold for work purposes. Um, I guess a large number get sold for students for producing of documentation. But, you know, how many people just buy a laptop as a personal device outside of being a student or doing it for for work i'm not sure i'm guessing not that many these days well normally i would say let's ask our audience but i don't think one and a half people represents a significant a statistically significant sample and as their developers they don't have a choice they need a laptop until xcode for ipad comes out of course doubtful which is um yeah, I can't see that. I mean, I can see that happening, but I can't see that being a uh, full-time solution for many years to come. Hmm. And there it is. There's the, there's your phone in the background. Is that, is that, Dean, is that signaling you that it's time to go? No, it's signaling that it's either a spam call or somebody's outside trying to deliver a package. Either case, they're not getting through. I will not break my concentration just to answer the phone so it's it's um you say when my landline rings at home it's always going to be a spam call so we just don't even answer it anymore we know that yeah. anybody who actually wants to get of us will just call us on our mobile devices in the end of yeah then yeah they just press the wrong number by mistake <laughs> but there we are all right well, Scotty, if, unless you have something else, I was going to ask if people want to, you know, not contact you via the wrong number, but but in fact via the right social media platform. How might they do that? Uh, I think they should go to either micro.blog, where they can find me as Scotty, or to Twitter, where they can find me as Mac Devnet. Of course, they could send us an email at that good old-fashioned email uh, at feedback at iDeveloper.co. Okay. And for you, John, when they want to talk to you about your well, world travels and and what Moscow was like in four hours. Uh, you, 
like you can ask questions or otherwise throw throw you know rotten vegetables at me on the twitters uh as djembe that's d-j-e-m-b-e like the west african drum right so uh thanks everyone for listening i'm not sure when the show will be out next week because say i'm traveling in romania um i'm hoping we still do get to record a show and do it but um until i know exact timelines but hopefully we'll get one out and um but anyway thanks for listening to this one and uh, catching up with john's travel log and uh, looking forward to my future one and uh, next time we might even talk about something technical who knows yeah, mm. until next time you take care <laughs>